gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, my name is Vinny Apicella. I am the Bariatric Bachelor, now engaged, and you are listening to the Bariatric Bachelor, now engaged podcast, right here on Sportswire Audio Network, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Uh, today we've got quite a bit of stuff to talk about. Uh, you know, I've tried to stay away from too much political stuff over the past number of weeks because I wanted to grow my audience. Uh, and you know, the way the political landscape is nowadays, if you are a Republican, if you're conservative, if you are somebody that agrees with President Trump and what he did for this country, then you're ostracized by a certain number of people. If you take up for the other side or you are, uh, ostracized by a group of people, if you just want to bash Biden or Camel Toe Harris, I think I just gave you what side of the fence I'm on. Uh, but you get ostracized by people. And unfortunately, that doesn't uh, bode well when it comes to trying to grow an audience for a podcast. Because quite honestly, it does go ahead and remove uh, people from wanting to listen to you because of your viewpoints. Me, I listen to people from every viewpoint because I want to learn. Now, there are t there are some that are extreme, like Jim Cornette, who's an extremely liberal Democrat. Um, you know, he's the one that was so against Trump and against Bush and thinks that Obama could walk on water and that Biden is a smart person. Um, if, to Jim Cornette, I have to say stick to wrestling. But you know what? He's entitled to his opinion. Everybody's entitled to their opinion in the United States of America. That's what makes us the United States of America. Because our Constitution, the First Amendment, gives us the right to freedom of speech and the freedom of expression. With that said, unfortunately right now we are in the middle of a fight against our constitutional rights that Joe Biden, President Bozo, does unfortunately have in place. I mean... First of all, he wants to. He, he did go ahead and mandate uh, vaccines for every federal worker, except for the post office, because it's against their unionized contract, um, or whatever you want to call it. Um, but you know, every federal government, and you have the state of New York. Anybody who's an employee of a public or that works in a public uh, place has to be vaccinated. Kyrie Irving, NBA player for the Brooklyn Nets, uh, actually decided to sit out. Until that mandate gets lifted. He's not participating because he doesn't feel that the government should be uh, mandating a chemical to be put in our bodies. Now I know everybody's going to say, oh, well, you're a COVID denier or whatever. No, I'm not. I'm not a COVID denier. I know my grandmother had COVID in the nursing home that she was in and she survived. She's 80, I think she's 90 something years old, 91 years old to be exact, or she turned 92 this year. I do apologize. No, wait a minute. She was born in 1918, so she turned 93 this year. Wow. Um, but she's 93 years old. She's suffering from dementia. She lives in a nursing home, and she survived COVID. If she, I mean, I think that the woman is like a cockroach and nothing will kill her because I love her that much, and she's very strong. But at the same time, I do face reality that she's old. But if, if COVID's not going to kill her, you know, and I, and I get it. There are different strains, and there are different... Uh, um, you know, uh, variants out there. I get that. Um, but quite honestly, COVID is real. I had a friend of mine whose mother passed away because she got COVID and didn't want to go to the hospital because the media was making it out that the hospitals were hotbeds of COVID and that all the beds were being taken up and everybody had to be in these bubbles and this and that. 
Now, I get it. Okay, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, and yes, I will use that word pandemic because it was. It's a pandemic. When the Democrats knew that they couldn't get Trump out by impeachment because they tried twice and both times they were unsuccessful because he did nothing wrong. With that said, um, when when and this is obviously the second uh, the second uh, impeachment took place during the middle of the pandemic, but the fact of the matter is. When they tried to impeach him the first time, okay, they couldn't do anything, so they concocted this. And and you know, I'm not I'm not the one to say you know that Fauci called over to the Chinese lab in Wuhan that releases. I I don't know for a fact. I you know I'm not gonna release fake news. I'm gonna give you my viewpoints and my opinions because I'm entitled to those. Um, but the fact of the matter is, we all know this was was this was planned from the very beginning. Look at what's going on now. Biden is taking advantage of the fact that, you know, millions of people are, are still out of work. Some of them by choice because they were living on the uh, ballooned unemployment payments and the stimulus packages and all this, you know, which which was good. I, I do appreciate the fact that they were looking out to help us. But at the same time, how many uh, landlords had to go without rent because the, the eviction moratorium was put into place and nobody could be evicted. You know, now that that's taken care of, there's going to be a lot of evictions going on and the courts are going to be backed up. And the landlords now have to spend more money to get people out of their homes, which sucks because if they just stayed working, they wouldn't have to worry about being evicted. Or if they chose not to go to work and chose not to pay their bills, they could have been evicted this whole time. Do I agree with homelessness? Absolutely not. But do I agree with the fact that people make stupid decisions and they should be held accountable for those stupid decisions? Abso-fucking-lutely. And yes, I use the F word today, so this is going to be explicit. But even still, the fact of the matter is, when you go ahead and look at the facts, and you look at COVID, my fiancé got COVID back in January of last year before it was even a thing. Uh, before it was even, I mean, yes, I believe the first cases of COVID were in November, but it wasn't as widespread until like March when everything went into complete panic and lockdown, which I still hate you using the word lockdown, but I, it seems appropriate here. But the fact of the matter is when you go ahead and look at everything, okay, look at what Biden and Camel Toe Harris are doing because I refuse to call her Kamala. That's why I call her Camel Toe. She is not Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris passed away in August of 2020. And he's a WWE legend, and I believe he's a Hall of Famer. If not, he should be. Um, James Kamala Harris. Yeah, you heard that right. Um, but anyways, um, the fact when you look at what they're doing now, cutting off the supply trade and, and the cutting off the the supply routes, there's ships sitting with cargo in in LA because they're not accepting the packages or, or the, they're not allowing them to dock. What kind of bullshit is that? Oh, no, he'd rather give our money to the Middle East and, and the terrorists. Uh, you know, it's amazing to me how many people get on the WWE for putting on Saudi Arabian shows, like we have Crown Jewel coming up this Thursday. How many people get on Vince for taking blood money from the Saudis who, you know, were instrumental in the death of that uh, journalist Okay, but you're not holding idiot Biden accountable for the amount of money and weapons, yeah, weapons, that he sent over to Iran and the rest of the Middle East and the Taliban and, and the, 
you know, Islamic extremists, of whatever sect they're from. I mean, come on, why aren't you getting mad at him? Oh no, he could do no wrong because his words don't hurt people. He's able to talk to people and not hurt their feelings. Oh, boo fucking who? We had a president for the past four years, 2017 to 2021, okay? Donald J. Trump, who actually was for America and for all Americans, regardless of what the media wanted to talk about. Okay, he actually wanted to get people to work. Matter of fact, he did more for the African American community than Obama did and in his eight years. So don't tell me that the man is a racist because he did what he had to do to get ahead and that, you know, he didn't want to accept a federally government, federal government program, a Section 8 program where, you know what, to be honest, he ended up, from what I know about Section 8, from the people that, that I have on, that I've known on the inside, they don't get paid from Section 8 until like quarterly or whatever. So when you have bills to pay for, you know, for your, your housing, your mortgage, your whatever, uh, uh, maintenance on the house or, or, or on the apartment complex or whatever, you don't get that rent money all the time. And, and it's just, it's a stipend. So I, I know my son's mother is on Section 8 or whatever. She pays like 90 bucks a month. For a two-bedroom condo or two-bedroom apartment, not in the greatest part of town. But the fact is, is that millions of people work their ass off to afford a one-bedroom apartment or a studio apartment to pay $1,000 or more a month, depending on where you live. And people are getting their, their apartments for 90 bucks a month and still crying that they can't pay. And you know what? I'm still coming off sounding bitter right now, so I'll, <laughs> I'll stop with that. But honestly, if you have a problem with Vince McMahon taking money from the Saudis and putting on performances for the wrestling fans in Saudi Arabia. And yes, I know the royal family has the front seats and whatever, but you know what? There are still tons of fans in those stadiums that are WWE fans that only see them once or twice a year. And honestly, they haven't seen them for the past year and a half because of this COVID garbage. So the fact that, you know, that Vince McMahon has got this going and doing this with the Saudis, I think is great. I mean, come on. There's also, now there's two women's matches on Saudi, on, numerous women's matches on Crown Jewel from Saudi Arabia. I mean, it took a long time for Lacey Evans and Natalia for the first one. And then they had, what, Bianca Belair and, uh, or Sasha Banks and, was it Sasha and Bianca? No, it wasn't. Sasha and Bianca was at WrestleMania. Um, but, you know, they did have another one, uh, a, a title shot. I think it was Naomi, maybe? I can't remember. I have to look it up. As a matter of fact, maybe I should look it up now. The Crown, <laughs> Crown Jewel events. Uh, but you know what? They've done so much to help uh, the... I, I don't want to say that... Um, I don't want to say that Saudi will ever be westernized. Absolutely not. I, I know it's not going to be. Because, quite honestly, too many people... Uh, you know, too many government officials want to stick with that, you know, mentality of the, you know, 18th century or earlier. You know what I mean? So, unfortunately, it is what it is. So, yeah, Natalia and uh, Lacey Evans were in the first uh, Saudi Arabian female match. I want to go and see. Uh, let's see. I want to see where it is. That's Natalia. That's the first one. Where's the second one? Uh, okay, so that wasn't there. Maybe it was a, maybe it was a super showdown. 
Yeah, maybe it was a super showdown. Let me see. Uh, I know, I'm, I'm just kind of talking out loud here. That were, that's right, that was The Fiend and uh, Goldberg. Oh, yeah, SmackDown Women's Championship, Naomi. Bailey and Naomi, I knew it. I knew Naomi was in there. Uh, so, Bailey and Naomi with a Women's Championship match. And now, there's a triple threat with Sasha, Bianca, and, and Becky. So, amazingly, they are bringing some kind of Western culture to a, a, a predominantly male-orientated uh, crowd and, and country. How many women in that, in, that, in that country feel so like second-class citizens? You know, and that kind of brings me to another point. And here we go. Like, I was had a complete plan of talking about something completely different, and here I go on a rant for today. Uh, but no, seriously. Um, I'm channeling my inner hot rod right now. Okay, so let me ask you this, quite honestly. For the people that are in the BLM movement and the all these speaking out movements and everything, um, maybe not speaking out on Me Too because that was a legitimate gripe with uh, people and especially guys that took advantage of women. I get that. Um, for every you know one person that spoke out, there are tons that haven't. But at the same time, how many people knew what they were doing and just regret it later? Yeah, I'm going to say it because it's the truth. I'm not going to downplay sexual assault, but at the same time, how many people knew what they were doing and then had regrets later? So, there's that. And I do look at the contrarian opinion for that. Not that I diminish the real victims, but anyways. Uh, you know, for those of you who actually believe in those movements, okay, especially the BLM movement and how, you know, black people are, are, are you know, the social justice warriors and the, the, their... You know, and I can't even say it because they're not slaves anymore. The slavery stopped back in the eighteen, the late 1800s, early 1900s. Okay? Slavery is over. Everything is integrated. Are there people out there that still have racist philosophy? Yeah, absolutely. Look at Jay-Z. Look at Beyonce. Yeah, see, I turned it around. Uh, but no, seriously. Um, there are a lot of, you know, whether white, black, Asian, Hispanic, it doesn't matter. There are a lot of white, a lot of people that are still racist. And yes, there are white racists. I'm not going to deny that. Are there racists on police force? Yes, there are. But you can't judge the entire police force based on the, the fact of one bad apple. Do, you know, and, and yeah, I've had, the, I've had the same ideas that, you know, police stick up for themselves. But when it's blatant that somebody uh, does something wrong, yes, they don't stand up for themselves. That's absolutely stupid to think that way. Alright, so regardless of what I uh, was going to, what I was actually going in to say was, when you're marching for the LGBTQIA alphabet soup people movement, and by no means am I against the LGBTs, you know, and that, because you know what, quite honestly, I don't care what you do with your free time, who you love, or whatever, you know, what you do in your personal life, because that's your business, not mine. Um, but also, it's like, my son is gay. I support the LGBTQIA. Q-I-A alphabet soup movement. There, I have friends that are people I listen to on online and podcasts. Like, I have nothing but love for those people because my landlords are, are, are gay. So, you know, lesbians, whatever you want to call, whatever you want to say is the quote-unquote PC term. But the fact is that I have nothing against people like that. The You know, and so... When you go ahead and you say that you support all these movements and, and these rights and, and people that need to have their rights and everything, why don't you look over at the people 
and the Muslims and the Islamic extremists and the people who our president, Joe Biden, is supporting. Look at the Chinese people. Look at them. Look at how they're taking things over. Like, come on, you, you have misplaced loyalty here. You know, you're, you're going off on people in America that are, you know, trying to make an honest living, saying, that, and, and this whole cancel culture is absolutely ridiculous. I'm so tired of the cancel culture. Boy, this is not where, this is not going where I expected it to go today. Boy, howdy. Um, but anyway, you know, it needs to be said. Okay, the cancel culture sucks. Ingo Rademacher, okay, who is... Who plays uh, Jasper Jacks, uh, Jacks on General Hospital? Okay, I believe he deactivated his Twizzler. His Twizzler. <laughs> you can tell what's up. Bye bye. He deactivated his Twitter account because so many people were hating on him because he he spoke out against the vaccine mandates and he spoke out against the vaccine in general. I don't, you know, I got the vaccine. I'm vaccinated. Okay, I got it because I chose to do it. Before, I was forced to do it. That's another story. But the fact is, okay, he, he posted about two anti-vax events. And people were getting on him and saying, oh, fire Ingo. And this and that. Why? Because he sees things differently than you? I mean, come on. They're, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the Young Bucks. Okay? I know a lot of people are. But they're Republicans. They're conservatives. Okay, they have a head on their shoulders when it comes to certain things. They're Christians, you know, and for the fact that, you know, so many millions of people in this quote-unquote woke community love them, it's amazing. Oh, well, wait a minute, hold on. They, they feature a cross-dresser, Sonny Kiss, as a wrestler, or maybe, you know, she's, he's, she's transgender or whatever, but as, I, I don't know, did they, did, did he have a surgery? Does he still, you know, like, again, and Nyla Rose, again, you know, she's a, she, yeah, I call her she, she, because she looks like a woman, all right, she's taken the, the medications, the hormones, has she had her, you know, genitalia changed, I don't know, I've never seen her naked, you know, so, my thing is, like, she's, she's all in, okay, she's taken the hormones, she's changed her body to the point where, you know, he, she was born a man, and now she's a female, okay? Whether or not she's gone through the surgery and saw Dr. Chops the cock off, but the fact is, is that she's a woman. I have nothing but love for that, because she's living her best life the way she feels she has to. Do I agree that there's a male brain, a female brain, and you could be one or the other or both or they or whoever or whatever? No, I don't. That's enabling. But when you actually go through the process to change your gender and you're, what's holding you up maybe money for the surgery to get your penis and testicles changed into ovaries and a, a vagina, however they do it, then regardless, that still to me takes commitment because you actually grew your boobs and you took, you know, or vice versa. You took the testosterone to get rid of the boobs. So if you still have a vagina and haven't gotten the penis molded or whatever however they do it you're making that effort you're making that commitment if you're just going to go out there and throw on clothes of the opposite gender and and say oh well i'm a man or i'm a woman because i dress this way or i feel this way man no you're just a cross-dresser end of story my son is gay and he wants to become a drag queen 
okay? Um, and he's really open about it. I mean, he does his makeup. He's watched RuPaul Drag Race. And, you know, and I, I got to talking to him one day about it. And he, um, he said how he doesn't like RuPaul the person. And I asked him why. Well, apparently RuPaul is against transgenders. And I and it got me to thinking, like, how is that possible? The guy the guy dressed has dressed as a female his entire career, and that's how he made his money. Well, then I got to thinking, it's like he he gets it. He's a you know whether he's a straight or bi male, I don't I don't or gay, I don't know. Whatever his sexuality is, I don't know. But as entertainment, he dresses as a woman. He is a drag queen. My son wants to be a drag queen. He's great with the makeup and everything and. I guess RuPaul doesn't support the LGBT movement. As far as I know, I, I could be completely off my rocker with it, but that's from the conversation, from what I believe, the conversation I had with my son. Uh, you know, and it's like, I support everybody. That's why, regardless of the fact that I did vote for Trump, and I will in 2024 if he runs, or DeSantis, or whoever it may be, I will vote for a Republican candidate to fix this mess that Biden has gotten us into. Um... I'm more of a libertarian because as long as you're not doing anything illegal or anything to hurt anybody, do what you want to do. I have what I have a big problem is trying to push your beliefs on somebody else. And that's what a lot of these idiot Democrats do. And yes, there are a lot of Republicans that do it too. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny that. But there is a lot of people who go ahead and say, you know, oh, if you don't like my views then we have to make sure that you don't work. You're not able to provide for your family unless you feel the same way we do. Look at the Hollywood elite. They, they, sh you know, the Hollywood elite, and that's what I guess one of the biggest problems is with with Ingo Rademacher is that he is part of the Hollywood. Maybe not elite because he's a soap opera star, but he's been on Hawaii Five O and and other shows. But again, he's doesn't fit that mold of Robert De Niro, who's vocal against Trump. But, I, I mean, and honestly, I don't know what Ingo's political stance are. I've never seen him post anything politically, with the exception of the anti-vax, and that may be just because he's against vaccines, which he has the right to be, people! Um, but, I mean, I, I just, I don't get it. If you don't see the way I do, you know, Kyrie Irving, you know, I, I want to see how many people are going to try to cancel Kyrie Irving because he's against the mandate. You know, and I heard Brad Gilmore on the Booker T uh, Hall of Fame podcast earlier this week saying he's just got to suck it up, get the vaccine, and move on. We want to listen. I want this COVID bullshit to be over with too, because you know what? The masks are stupid. They don't work. There's no reason for a mask mandate. Okay, there's no reason for a vaccine mandate. I wasn't scared of COVID before I got the vaccine, and I went over a year in this world that everybody said, oh, well, you better stay six feet away from people and wear your mask and this blah, 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 and get your vaccine and this and that. Okay, I went through that entire time up until August unvaccinated and I was not afraid of COVID. Why? Because I've been sick before and sure, every illness, every virus has its own, uh, you know, has its own calling card or symptoms, if you will, if you will. But, you know, it's no different. Like, I got the vaccine, I'm not afraid of it. So, you know, and the fact, the fact is, even with the vaccine, you can get it. So, what's the point of forcing somebody to get a vaccine that does not work 110% or 100%? What's the point of it? Wait until you get to the point where 
we know that anybody who's getting a vaccine vaccine of, of for this COVID is not going to get it. I mean, hell, you get a you you get the flu shot and you can still get the flu that year. That happened for me every single time I ever got the flu shot. Am I anti-vax? No, I'm not. But I'm pro making your own choice for what's right for you and your children. If if Ingo Rademacher believes that not getting the vaccine is right for him and his family or him and his children, you know, and he and his wife may disagree. I don't know. But if if he feels that it's right, that, that it's best for him not to not get the vaccine, who are you? Who am I? Who are we to judge? And why is why shouldn't he be allowed to make money and go out and work? All right? Brad Gilmore once, uh, Brad Gilmore also said this on the, the Hall of Fame podcast, because, yeah, I listen to Booker T. I, I, I like Booker T. He's not one of those guys that is constantly Black Lives Matter, this, that, the other thing. You know, he, he sees things, you know, how and, and speaks the truth. It's like that, like in his uh, rap song there, uh, you know, Booker T's the truth. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, you probably have to listen to it. Uh, but it came out on the WWE Originals album. Uh, but, you know, amazingly, it just, it has to get to the point where people are tolerant of other people's viewpoints and opinions and, and realize that not everybody has to feel the same way you do. I know there are a lot of people out there that hate Trump and that obviously there are millions of people that voted for Biden. Does that mean that I, my, my fiance voted for Biden. My fiance was one of the first people in line to get the COVID vaccine. You know, she got it in March of this year when she was able to through her job. I waited till August when I just happened to see it, uh, see them set up at Lake Compounds and, and it was starting to rain. I had to get out from under the rain and I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I'll get the, I'll get the vaccine. I'll get the first shot and I ended up getting the second one too. And because, and I got it so that I didn't have to worry about wearing a mask anymore. And now people, now, you know, government's saying, oh, regardless of your vaccination status, you still have to wear a mask. But no, you fucking idiots. The whole point of getting the vaccine was to stop uh, wearing the masks because you you know you're vaccinated. You know, like how many times do you say, "Oh well, you got the measles vaccine," you know, when you were a child? Oh well, there's a possibility of you still getting measles. Is there a possibility? I'm sure there is. I don't know. There's also there is a possibility of getting autism. I will say that much. <laughs> but again, that's another story. I'm not anti-vax. I'm not anti-vax. I'm not anti-LGBT. I'm not anti-black uh, people or anti-American or anti-all lives matter. Yeah, I said it. all lives do matter because of the truth. And that doesn't. That's not a racist saying. I am a hundred percent American, which means that if you're a, you're an American citizen, okay, naturalized or other, and you did what you have to do to become a citizen. Uh, if you're from another country, then I support you. If you're here illegally, get the fuck home. Get the fuck home. And get the fuck out of here. You know? And, and that's all there is to it. Like, I'm not going to be the kind of person that, that says I told you so, but shit, look at what's going on. Don't blame me. I voted for Trump. After this, I'm going to take a quick break. Play. I'm not going to play a General Hospital clip this week, but I am going to play something uh, that you might like. And right after this, I'll be back with what I'm actually plan. What I actually plan on talking about all episode. <laughs> You're listening to the Bariatric Bachelor Now Engaged podcast. I am Vinny Absolo, the Bariatric Bachelor Now Engaged. I'll be right back.
the cult of personality. The cult of personality. The cult of personality. Yes, I'm back. That was Cult of Personality by Living Color. Obviously, I don't, I don't, I don't have the rights to it. But that kind of leads me into what I was actually going to talk about all episode. That obviously I went off on a huge tangent and probably turned some people off. But whatever it is, what it is. That's why I need a co-host. I need a filter. I need the Vince McMahon to Vince Russo. <laughs> um, no, seriously, I do. I want a co-host. So anybody that wants to become a co-host, and I, and I promise you, I'm not going to force my views on you. I want somebody to, that has their own views. I want somebody that wants to talk about what they want. Uh, you know, that talks about their viewpoints and their ideas and opinions and everything. That's the kind of co-host I want. All right, with that said. <laughs> CM Punk! CM Punk, I cannot, I cannot sing this guy's praises enough. He truly is the savior of wrestling. What do I mean by that? You know what, CM Punk came back after seven years of being out of wrestling. Yeah, he tried his, his hand at UFC. Yeah, he was on the Fox Sports uh, WWE backstage show. You know, but in terms of actually being in the ring, seven years. And he comes back for AEW back in August. Okay. CM Punk is the reason why I am now watching AEW. Yes, I watched AEW Rampage this past week. Um, I haven't watched Dynamite yet. I have to watch it later on. Um, because I forgot it was a Saturday Dynamite. But, you know, the thing is, see, then that's why the ratings are going to be low. Because people forget that it's not the normal time. Whatever. <laughs> the fact is, um, Punk has made AEW watchable. And what I mean by that is that he's made it to the point where people actually want to see the, the show. At least in my opinion, from my generation, or from the people that like what I like. Yes, he has made watching AEW watchable. I did. I don't like the flip-flop and fly, okay? Unless it's, unless it's appropriate. When I watched... Okay, so I watched Rampage from this past Friday. CM Punk versus Matt Seidel, okay? And I, yes, I tagged them both. And I put the hashtag AEW Rampage. In my tweet, at the Apicella SWE. Um, but yes, I put those, I, I put that tweet out and I tagged them because I want to show them props. Um, CM Punk's, that match was a, I don't want to say it was a perfect match, because I don't think there really is a perfect match. Um, regardless of those Kenny Omega fans out there who think that he's, you know, he can do no wrong. But... No, I don't think there's an actual perfect match because there's so many different styles of match. There's a Hogan match. There's a Flair match. There's a, you know, a Shawn Michaels match, a Bret Hart match. Everybody has their own style of matches. Um, but CM Punk's match against Matt Seidel was everything that was that's right about wrestling. The psychology was there. It only took one go to sleep to beat Matt Seidel. Um, it didn't take one and then he kicks out and pops up and then two and three and four. Yes, Matt Seidel escaped this, the, the go to sleep a couple of times. The same way CM Punk uh, got out of his, you know, uh, Matt Seidel's finisher. The lightning strike? I, I don't even know what. Lightning roll? I don't even remember what it was called. Um, but 
and, and do you and it was just something little, but I saw it. Matt Seidel over covered and overhooked the leg on Matt, on CM Punk, which caused Punk to flip over, and that's how the kickout happened. Punk didn't kick out. All right, it just so happened that he was able to get out of it because of a circumstance that was, you know, part of the match. Uh, I, I wish this was this is not a video podcast, or else I would have shown what I'm talking about. But when when Seidel hit his finisher. And he rolled over and pinned Punk. It was like on both of Punk's legs and tried to get the pin. He over-rotated uh, CM Punk. So his one of his shoulders was actually coming up off the mat anyway. So Punk only had to kind of slide his head through and did a, you know, and was able to get onto his stomach to kick, to get out of the pin. He didn't kick out. But it just so happened that, and, and I liked how Excalibur kind of, uh, was it Excalibur or, or Ricky's or whoever the commentary was? It was either Excalibur or or, or Taz um, or Ricky Starks. Those are the three people that were on uh, commentary on Rampage this week. Uh, you know, he said, well, yeah, you know, his body was so sweaty, he was able to just kind of slide out from under him. And that was actually the truth. That, that, that was how the psychology works. When something in the ring happens that uh, you don't know is going to happen or that you don't think can happen or... Uh, you know, uh, somebody hits their finisher and instead of, you know, just out and out kicking out of it, you know, to bury the finisher, you know, you actually, he, they're, they're, they get out of it for a fluke, not even a fluke, but a, a circumstance, a situation that might not happen. Uh, I absolutely loved the match. I think it was great. Um, you know, CM Punk doing the body slams. Three body slams in the match, or, you know, one, and then Seidel got out of the second one, um, and then he did one on the apron, uh, and then people were chanting body slam one more time, or give give him one more, or whatever, um, and then Punk with a, with a drop kick, a basic drop kick, not a missile drop kick, not one that's a springboard or whatever, a basic drop kick. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed that match. And I never thought I'd say it on an AEW show. But with Punk and Danielson and Adam Cole, baby, and the rest of the WWE guys that have come in, and for, for all you WWE haters out there, okay, you wouldn't be watching wrestling today if it wasn't for Vince and the WWE and their style of wrestling. Yes, AEW has adapted it and has kind of embraced that indie style. But the fact is that indie style came from the WWE and WCW from the 90s. And I will always believe that. And ECW as well. ECW was kind of like that. that ECW is right now, or I should say AEW is right now w, uh, ECW. They're not at WCW's level. They're at ECW's level. And they have their cult following. And, you know, and it's bigger than ECW's following. But, um, honestly, it's just, I, I really think it's just um, an opportunity for wrestling fans to see good wrestling. It's been missing from the WWE. You know, every so, I mean, you have Edge, and Paul Heyman is awesome on the mic. Um, you know, and there's a few other here and there who are, you know, Dolph Ziggler and... You know, that are just absolutely fantastic wrestlers. But then you have the idiots like the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega 
who who make a mockery out of the wrestling industry. Uh, and, you know, it's like they're the ones that are in control of AEW. So the fact that CM Punk's match was a breath of fresh air, to me, is just absolutely um, amazing. I really want to see uh, AEW succeed. I, I, I really feel that we need, in wrestling, we need a good competition. You know, Tony Khan put it out there. He said, oh, you know, this past week because... Because uh, SmackDown was on FS1, so they went two and a half hours. So that first that that half hour kind of went over, you know, overran with overlapped with Rampage. And Tony Khan's like, "Well, I'm gonna have fun beating your your A show." Well, look at the ratings, bub. Um, even though Rampage was on its normal night, its normal time, got five hundred thirty six thousand viewers. SmackDown on a different network, same time different network in the family that's not even as available as TNT and they got set over 700,000. So SmackDown won. Sorry. I mean, I don't know what the overrun numbers were, but too bad. So sad. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I do want AEW to succeed. I really do. Because of the fact that AEW is... You know, it's an alternative. Yeah, there's Ring of Honor. Yeah, there's MLW. Yeah, there's Impact. Um, but the the good thing about the AEW is that Tony Khan actually has, whether it's his or his father's, but he's actually got the money. And Tony Khan, no matter his faults and the fact that he's kind of a product of the 90s, which, okay, I can understand where, where some of his booking philosophy comes from, but... Give it, I see a lot of Vince McMahon and Tony Khan. And I know the the, the, the hate is going to come at me. You can go ahead and send me the hate tweets at, at VAPSLSWE. Uh, but, no, seriously. I really can see a lot of Vince in Tony Khan. Whether it's the um, the drive. I mean, I don't think Tony Khan somebody that sleeps, you know, four hours a day or two hours a day and is working 24-7. I, I don't think... I, I don't want to say that's him, because I don't know unless it's the Adderall. <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but, you know, I really see Tony Khan's vision. Like, I'm sure, and, and I know it, when Vince went nationwide, worldwide, but definitely nationwide, with the WWF expansion back in the 80s, when he got the major talent, he got Hogan, he got Heenan, he got Ventura, he got DiBiase, he put his roster together, okay? He was looked at like Tony Khan is being looked at now. Like Vince had a vision. Vince had the vision of WrestleMania and, and this global company. Um, and honestly, Tony Khan has a vision. Whether we could see it now or not, and I know there's a lot of people that can't see it because it's not their cup of tea. Like, I'm not all about the luchadors. I don't feel that lucha matches should be anywhere near America all the time. There shouldn't be, you know, guys the size of Wardlow doing stuff that Rey Mysterio is doing. You don't see Brock Lesnar doing a plancha over the ropes or a Hurricane Rana or uh, uh, whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? So, um, I just want to see, um, I, I want to see AEW succeed, and I want to see the vision 
of Tony Khan kind of work itself out. Like, now that they have a Brian Danielson, and they have CM Punk, and they have Adam Cole, first of all, they got to get Adam Cole away from the idiots in the quote-unquote super elite or the super click. Or, because, quite honestly, if you took... If you took Omega and the Bucks and Adam Cole and Nakazawa and uh, the other dude that's in that group, um, Cutler, uh, if you took them and you put them against the clique of Shawn Michaels, Scott Hall, Triple H, Kevin Nash, and Shawn Waltman, man, they would have no chance in hell of surviving. But regardless... Um, and honestly, if you get Cole away from there and you give him a good storyline, Cole will help tremendously. Tremendously. You know, they're trying to replicate the Bullet Club from New Japan. And I was never a Bullet Club fan because I never got into the Bullet Club. But again, Omega is nowhere near the skill level or the wrestler that Finn Balor was in the Bullet Club. Or AJ Styles. Omega is nowhere near that. Omega's a great athlete, but he's not a great wrestler. There's a difference. His best match was with Brian Danielson, and that's because of Brian Danielson. And I've never been a Daniel Bryan fan because I see him as a B-plus player. But in AEW, he should be their world champion. I mean, Chris Jericho was their world champion, and quite honestly, he's fantastic. He's the reason why wrestling is going to stay on the map. Chris Jericho is to AEW what Hulk Hogan was to the WWF. And why the WWF expansion was able to go. And why AEW was getting on the map because of Jericho. Not the Bucks. Not the not Omega. But, you know, but Jericho. Uh, and definitely not Cody. Cody is an indie Rhodes. That's all he is. He's, he's the son of Dusty Rhodes. And he had a brief stint in the WWE. But he made his money on the indies. He and Brandy. And I give him props for that. But don't ever think that that's... Be, that, 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 you know, that's why AEW is successful. Cody, in my opinion, and, and, and yes, I've, you know, listened to Jim Cornette and, and everything, but I do see it. Why do you think Cody Rhodes and Brand, Cody and Brandy are doing so much outside of AEW? They have their roads to the top. They have their, you know, the reality show. Cody's do, on the game show, Go Big Show or whatever. Um... He wants to stay all away from it. Now that they actually have a guy like Malachi Black who's able to actually wrestle, now he's able to come back and say, hey, you know what? This is a good feud for me. I, I don't know much about, you know, the feud with, uh, was it Anthony Agogo or, um, you know, the, the other, the previous one. But with um, Alex, Al, um, Alistair Black or Malachi Black, whatever you want to call him, the dude could work. The dude could wrestle. He's got a great promo. I mean, I think, I honestly feel like AEW needs just a couple more pieces. And they need to get rid of a couple of pieces. Like, I get, uh, I am not a huge fan of Orange Cassidy. I get the appeal because he's somebody different. But he's his character is the kind of character that kind of slaps wrestling in the face. It really is. You know, the, the, with the light kicks, and, and I love that people don't sell it, and I get it. But it still, it makes it, like, if you were in a real fight, and yes, wrestling is sports entertainment, I get that. Okay, it's supposed to be, uh, you know, choreographed. And, and, and we've all known that it's sports entertainment and it's choreographed for years. But that doesn't mean you have to slap us in the face with it. 
Like, we're trying to enjoy... Um, we're trying to enjoy the fact that we are... Um, the kind, you know, we're trying, we're, we're the kind of, um, so fans that, that are supporting this art form. And yes, I'll call it an art form, performance, whatever, but we don't need it slapped in our face. Like when you watch a TV show, you, you know, and, and this is where it gets me. The TV show, the, the WWE wrestling in general is always that, like, let me put you this way. When I watch General Hospital, I don't look at Steve Burton and say, oh, yeah, that's Jason Morgan. I know it's Steve Burton playing a character. Playing, you know, Steve Burton playing Jason Morgan. I know that Jason Morgan does not exist outside of Port, the fictional city of Port Charles, New York. However, that doesn't mean that I think they should break the fourth wall and, and acknowledge that, you know, this is all a show and it's all bullshit. So, in wrestling, like, yes, we want to believe, and... and you know, back to childhood, you know, we want to believe that, you know, wrestlers are the real thing, that they're really fighting. And we know it's not a work. We know it's a, you know, it's a choreographed routine. I get that. And a lot of time it's called the ring, so it's not even a routine. It's called in the ring. So they are, um, you know, they are uh, cooperating. But that doesn't mean it has to be, you know, right there in our face to say, oh, well, this is all bullshit. Why? Why does, why does it have to happen? But regardless of anything, I do want to say that um, I'm proud of CM Punk for coming back to wrestling. I'm very proud of what he's doing for AEW, and I want to see AEW succeed. I've been watching it. And, and I, yeah, I had made a comment that I got to start watching now that Paul White is over there, but I never did. And then Mark Henry, and I never did. But now that Punk is back and he's in the ring, like, hell, if I have the money, maybe I'll order full gear. I don't know. But anyways, thank you for listening to the Bariatric Bachelor Podcast Now Engage, or Bariatric Bachelor Now Engage Podcast. I am Vinny Apsala, the Bariatric Bachelor Now Engaged. Um, I'm still waiting to get some guests on for you. Um, and no, they're not going to be all ultra-right-wing people. These are going to be friends of mine, but they're also going to be business owners. They're going to be writers. They're going to be people who need to, who want to get their word out. So, um, thank you for listening. Again, my name is Vinny Apicella. I am the Bariatric Bachelor Now Engaged. You could follow me on Twitter at the Apicella SWE. You can go ahead and um, follow the Bariatric Bachelor podcast on Twitter at Bariatric E-N-G-P-E-D, uh, P-O-D, excuse me, Bariatric E-N-G-P-O-D. You know, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, um, anywhere that you find your favorite podcasts, we are housed through anchor.com. And, uh, I am on TikTok as well, bariatric underscore bachelor. So definitely reach out, uh, sportswireaudio at gmail.com. If you have any questions or hate mail or want to write, go right ahead. Sportswireaudio at gmail.com. Thank you folks. We'll see you next week right here on the bariatric bachelor now engaged podcast.